Hello, welcome to Healthy-ish, your podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Ali Izzo is joining me today, the Body and Soul Digital Director, and we are talking through the, I'd say, the things that raged us this week. Yes, the things we were raging about. We are talking about the reaction to Chrissy Swan's weight loss. Is it insulting to women in bigger bodies? Well, our social pages were divided. What did you think? And secondly, we rage a bit about International Women's Day. Look, we're all for it, but is it time for a change? Is it really having an effect? What do we need to see? And I also bring in the whole wellness factor. Is wellness women's friend or is it really just a distraction from what ails us? Ali, welcome back. Nice to have you back on Healthy-ish. Thank you. It's good to be back. Now, we're kicking off this week with the most click story. Fill us in. Yes, this one went off like a frog in a sock, as they say. I love that um, saying. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a nana saying, but it really it does conjure a great image. Um, and it was a story about Chrissy Swan, and um, it was a first-person uh, take on sort of her transformation. Uh, Chrissy's recently done a magazine coven spread with uh, Women's Weekly magazine. And also she's doing a, a campaign with Priceline and people have noticed that she has lost a lot of weight. She's looking really healthy. She's also undergone um, a separation from her longtime partner, the her father of her children, and she stopped drinking. So there's been a couple of factors, but this particular writer, Mary Madigan, kind of compared it um, to I suppose Adele is the is the natural comparison in terms of celebrity transformations and what happens when people in the public eye who used to stand for a certain uh, body type then change and the effects that that has on the wider population for fans but also for people who are just aware of these people as public figures. Now Mary Madigan actually said that the reaction to Chrissy Swan's transformation is insulting to her. She herself is a is a plus size woman. That's how she categorizes herself, and she says that the outpouring of, you know, praise and positivity towards her newly smaller body size is a real slap in the face. While it's not meant that way, when that's all that the reaction that this kind of um, thing signals is that it's, you're better off if you're smaller. And she's saying, I'm happy the way that I am. And I'm, I don't, she's not trying to put words in Chrissy's mouth, but she's saying the, the feedback and, and the social commentary and the articles um, that follow from this, celebrating this transformation, I guess, um, is really damaging if you're okay with looking like the before picture as opposed to the after picture, I suppose. Um, now, this blew up on our social channels, understandably. It's quite a contentious issue um, and people got really passionate on both sides um, of the fence on it. I think a lot of people were sort of defending Chrissy and saying, well, she's allowed to change the way she looks if she wants to. Um, and then a lot of other people were saying, well, you know, it's unfortunate that society does celebrate smaller and that that is a new story into, unto itself. Um, so it's, it's a divisive issue and I think that um, it's something that really we've got to just be careful about putting words in people's mouths. Um, Mary speaking about this from her own perspective and what, what Chrissy Swan thinks of this is totally up to her. She hasn't come out and spoken about weight loss herself. Um, she's spoken about her change in lifestyle. That's one thing um, which may have contributed to this. Um, but I think that until Chrissy herself comes out and talks about it, we should probably 
appreciate her for the person that she is inside. <laughs> I think you said something really interesting then. For Chrissy, we've, you know, you know, everyone's blown up about this because it is about her weight. Now, Chrissy hasn't, as you said, hasn't focused on her weight. She's talked about her yeah. healthy change, but suddenly we as a society focus on weight. And this is where I think we're going wrong. I think she's obviously come out and talked about her healthy changes, how she's so happy. And yeah. how, how can we take the conversation off weight, that word weight, and just, as you say, celebrate, celebrate women in all different shapes and sizes. And she can have a healthy transformation and that's great. But why don't we focus on that? Why are we focusing on weight? It's just... It's, I think we're all stuck on metrics and it's a, it's a hard thing. It's, I think it's been baked into our brains for a long time for a whole bunch of, you know, various reasons. Um, for many generations, I think about the way that my mum talks about weight and it's very much about, you know, numbers on the scale or, you know, the pants size that you wear or whatever. Um, and I think it's going to take a long time for us to unpack that. Absolutely. And we're not going to do it in a seven-minute podcast. Ellie, no. <laughs> now you have got a great story this week. Tell us about this one. Yeah. So I'm being a bit naughty this week, Felicity. I'm so sorry. But I wanted to talk about this story that I'm actually writing right now. Um, so it's not even published when we're recording, but it will be by the time that this pod is in your ears, it will be on the website. Um, and it's in reaction to, it's, it's timely. That's why I'm sort of pushing it to the front of the queue, but um, it's timely and it's based off a lot of uh, social media reactions and a, a general sentiment that I, but also a lot of other people have noticed in the health, wellness and beauty space around International Women's Day. Um, this is meant to be a day to celebrate women, but I think a lot of Australian women are feeling really ripped off by brands and corporate entities and, and influencers and celebrities as well, co-opting um, this, you know, IWD for their own They're sort almost of hijacking it, aren't they? Hijacking it, yeah. And it's really got nothing to do with the actual origins of the day, which is based in the workforce, women in the workforce and underrepresented women in the work workforce um, specifically. And it's it's been interesting to watch, you know, when it used to be kind of celebrated to go to, you know, a fancy women's brunch or lunch or breakfast and eat your cupcake and get your goodie bag and feel and toast to, you know, how amazing women are. It now feels really shallow and really hollow. And what women are wanting now is tangible action and change in terms of the things that really do make a difference to their health and well-being, um, to their equality, to their um, ability to provide for their families and, you know, their their ability to live a full um, and unimpinged life, I guess. Actually, I mean, I love this story. I 100% agree with you. And I came across a great uh, story on the conversation, which which focused more on wellness and the headline mm. was wellness is not women's friend it's a distraction from what really ails us and it was written by two uh, lecturer and a PhD candidate from Charles Sturt University and it argues a very similar thing it it's basically about how wellness is not concerned about women's well-being it's in fact fueled by business making money tapping into our insecurities and promoting that we need to be fixed now at the end they have a very similar argument to use they say this International Women's Day, don't get caught up in everything that's trying to be sell, sold to us by companies. Instead, follow your anger, not your bliss, they say. Call out injustices when you can. And in the words of sexual assault survivor and advocate Grace Tame, make some noise. And I think also to your point, many of those functions and different sorts of things that happen on International Women's Day are very racist, sexist, ageist, classist, and it's aimed at young women, thin, white, middle class, and able-bodied. I mean, that's me. I put my hand up. I'm one of those. 
But I think we can take this anger and help rally, march, you know, do other things to create change. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a, a valid point when it comes to health and well-being. I think that it is, um, you know, it's only speaking to a certain subset of people who have the privilege to worry about this kind of stuff. There's a whole bunch of, um, you know, not only women, but people across the board who are dealing with much bigger issues that are impinging their ability to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, so, you know, I'm all for a face mask. I'm all for self-care yeah. um, and I'm all for celebrating women as well. But I think that we're at a time and place in society and history where we are kind of act, asking for actions and asking for like tangible change, like give me a petition or let me march or, you know, some some real government policy around, you know, paid parental leave or flexible working hours or making childcare more affordable. These are the things that I think would make a real difference to International Women's Day. And I'm going to rant on in my article, which is very <laughs> We look forward to hearing that. Actually, I just want to add one other thing you can do is just go and help someone, hold someone's baby in a lower socioeconomic area if you're listening, you know, from a privileged position. Hold their baby yeah. so they can go out for a walk. A simple act of kindness like that is going to have a yeah. far greater implication than turning up to a brunch and drinking champagne latte and walking away with your goodie bag. Exactly. Okay, Ali, we'll leave it at that this week. Thanks on for coming that, on. On that, on that nature board <laughs> note, yes, go out, dump your cupcakes, ladies. <laughs> what do you think? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Well, jump onto Body and Soul on Instagram or Facebook and let us know what you think. I will leave links to all those stories in the show notes. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Healthy-ish. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly Virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs>